Found ourselves in the bottom of 1112B, Kofi Bet, Amit Bet, uh, and uh, we still continue with this uh, tying the knots. Okay, Nodot Yain Vashemin, these. Uh, uh, the Mishnah had quoted uh, that we, we quote the Mishnah, and the Mishnah had said that we tie uh, on uh, wine spouts and uh, jugs. The Gomorrah, as it has done before, Pshita, surely that should be obvious. It's uh, made to be removed on an ongoing basis. Lord Sricha, no, when is it needed? It's got two spouts. And uh, it's, you know, two ears, two spouts. Uh, and uh, you might think that you might leave it on the one uh, and then just uh, on permanently and, and just use the other one. Therefore, if you if you leave it on, it becomes mavatal. Uh, and, and therefore, that would be a permanent knot on the other one. Uh, now, we are not concerned with that. Uh, possibility. Uh, again, similar kind of idea, Kadera shall basar, a pot of meat. Uh, you might think uh, you you can't tie it over there, Pshita. That is also, you, it says you are allowed to tie it over, Pshita. Surely that's obvious as well. Lord Shricha, again, at Itlay Shalacha. Uh, it has a, uh, a, a string of sorts that you could uh, come and uh, take out uh, this, uh, the, the meat on the side uh, and, and not get involved uh, with a cover at all. And you might think that the cover then stays on, tied permanently. Uh, that would be forbidden. Uh, no, we're not concerned about that. Really, the difference between this and the previous case is that maybe you would say uh, if it covers both spouts and uh, that that's one thing you couldn't get it out without uh, taking off the uh, the lid. Uh, whereas here, the meat seems to uh, this pot seems to have a receptacle on the side or, or a pouring thing on the side where the meat uh, is uh, could come out that way. Okay, and uh, that would be the difference from the previous case. Uh, continuing quoting the mission, Rabbi Yaakovomer. Uh, koshra, uh, you can tie a rope across the entrance uh, so that the animal can't go out. Again, Shita, surely that is, um, makes sense uh, in terms of it because you have to obviously let the animal out uh, every now, uh, you know, on an ongoing basis, so it's not a permanent knot. Lord Sricha, no, uh, you would need it to tie the itle, tate, isare. Maybe there's a, a uh, a rope on the bottom and a rope in the middle uh, and uh, Maida Tamer, what might you think? Uh, it says, Kada, batu vatla. you might leave the one at the bottom. Kamash Milan, no, uh, it is, uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do such a thing. You want the animal to get out easily and not to kind of jump over uh, the bottom one every time and and that is that. Okay. Amrav Yosef, Amrav Yehuda, Amashmul, Halacha Kerebeliezer ben Yaakov. The Lacha goes like Rebeliezer ben Yaakov. Uh, you say it's halacha uh, that uh, that it means that there is some disagreement about that. What's the difference? Uh, the halacha goes like him. So what's the difference? Amalei, uh, by you know, wanted he gets uh, upset uh, about this. He says, Amalei Gemara Gemor Zimurata Tehei. I can't, you know, the Gemara is not a song. Uh, that uh, you know, you just kind of learn it parrot fashion and and just uh, sing it over. Uh, so no, that's not a, that's not what it is. I have to understand. I have to realize uh, what's going on here, and as a result, uh, this I have to understand uh, whether there is an argument, whether there is an arg- is not an argument uh, with this. Okay, um, 
uh, moving on, the Gemara then says, Koshin Dli Besikya Aval Lo Bechevel. You can tie a bucket with a, a belt, i.e., uh, something that is used uh, to wear the, the, a girdle or a belt uh, on, on Shabbat. But you can't use a rope because obviously the girdle or the belt, or you would be untying it with it. It's a very impermanent knot because it's the, the the functionality of the girdle or the belt is going to be used uh, because it's 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 functional for something else. Uh, it's going to be used later. So uh, over here, it uh, you're not going to to use it um, uh, now. So in other words, because it's it's not a permanent thing. Rabbi Huda Matthew. Rabbi Huda says you are allowed to do so. Uh, and then Klal Amar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda then said a general rule. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda said uh, another principle. Any knot that is not permanent, uh, you're not liable for tying it. Mora picks up and says, Kevel Demai, exactly what type of rope uh, would you be allowed to use? If you say it's a normal, regular rope, Rabbi Yehuda Matir, how could Rabbi Yehuda allow you to use such a thing? Uh, how could it, uh, is a permanent knot, uh, it's there to stay for a long time. Time. You want to haul out uh, this pail, this bucket from the well uh, every time, and, and therefore uh, it is a, a permanent thing. You shouldn't be allowed to do that at all. Ella, Kever Garmi. So it must be a weaver's rope uh, that he must be used. A weaver will use it uh, in his work, and therefore he won't allow it to be tied on on a permanent basis. It's just a temporary thing, uh, and then straight off to Shabbos, he would, uh, untie, uh, he would take it away and use it for his work. So once we've explained the case uh, this way, Savre, did the rabbis hold Gazrin and Hevel Degarmi Alma? Do the rabbis say that you're not allowed to use a weaver's rope because you might use a normal rope? Rabbi Huda Savar, Law Gazrin and Rabbi Huda would seem to say, uh, no, you don't make uh, that distinction. Uh, you, everyone would know that you just are able to use a weaver's rope but not a normal rope. Is that the is that the case? Urumini, uh, if we explain it that way. We have a contradiction. Chevel deli shenifsak. What happens if a broke a rope breaks? Uh, and you know to to take this payat lawyer kosho ella onvo. In terms of uh, this this rope on this pail, uh, it says you can't tie it uh, with a regular knot uh, on Shabbat, uh, but you can make a bow uh, with it. The rabbis seem to say uh, that that is allowed. Uh, a bow can be made. Uh, Rabbi Huda Omer. Krachalav punda Rabbi Huda says you can wrap a type of hollow belt or a sash uh, around it. He says uh, as long as you don't tie it into a bow. So it would seem that uh, you know that, that that's the difference. And now, so kasha Rabbi Huda ad Rabbi Huda, v'kasha Rabbanan ad Rabbanan. So uh, here we have a contradiction, Rabbi Huda. In the brighter over here, it says you, you can't seem to tie a bow because uh, that might lead you to tie a knot. Uh, and, and therefore, that's, diff- that's, that's different from what he said before. He says you could uh, use uh, this, uh, this weaver's rope and that, that should, should be fine. So and then there's no such thing in the, like that in the Mishnah. And also the rabbis contradict, uh, uh, that seem to be contradicting themselves because uh, in, the, in the Mishnah they seem not to allow it, whereas in this brighter it seems to be allowed. So so we have a, a double contradiction, uh, and the Gemara responds. The Rabbanan, Adrabbanan, Lokasha, there's no uh, contradiction between the statements of the Rabbah. 
rabbis, chevel bechevel machlif. They say uh, one rope can be confused uh, with another rope, i.e. a weaver's rope with a normal rope, and therefore they forbid both. Aniva b'kashira lo machlifa. They say, however, when you are doing something with a bow uh, and you're not tying it, uh, that is different from a bow. Uh, I mean, a bow is different from a knot, and that is, uh, that's why you'd be allowed to tie a bow. That's the resolution of the rabbis. Uh, and Rabbi Rabbi Huda, uh, law kasha, also there's no contradiction between the statements of Rabbi Huda. Hatam, law mishum, the mechafa and never bikshira. He's not uh, in terms of not tying a bow. He says not uh, because... Not as in N-O-T, uh, he's not worried about uh, tying a bow. Uh, why? Uh, because of the fact, uh, he's not allowing you to tie a bow uh, because he says bows can get confused. Uh, not, he says, it's not because he says they can get confused with a, a permanent knot. Uh, it says, Ella, I never go far, He says, actually, uh, even a uh, a bow is defined for Rabbi Huda as a permanent knot uh, because of the fact that uh, it is done and it stays for it, it, it holds things together and therefore he might uh, he says that, that is a problem so never for Rabbi Huda uh, against the rabbis actually he says that uh, a tie a, 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 a bow uh, is not allowed on Shabbat. Amarav Abba, Amarav Chia Baasi Ashi Amarav. Uh, in the name of Rav, uh, a person can bring a rope from inside your house. Uh, you can tie the one end to a cow and the other end to a trough. So you tie the cow to the trough and the, and the, and the, and the cow uh, then sits and uh, grazes nicely or eats nicely uh, at, at, uh, at the trough. So that, that's, uh, that, that's allowed. Um, and it's obviously not a uh, permanent knot because obviously you're going to, at a point in time, uh, untie it from that. Eitvei Rav Acha Aricha, who Rabbi Acha Papa. So Rabbi Abba Aricha, also called Rav Acha Papa, uh, says, no, uh, you can't say that. Rabbi Abba, he says to Rabbi Abba, Chevel, Sheba Avos Kushro Bapara. It's got to be tied on one or the other. If it's tied, if it's a, uh, once it's on the, the trough itself, you can tie it to the Cow. Uh, or if it's on the cow already, you can tie the cow to the trough. He says you can't do. Uh, the Brahma continues, it's not that you can bring a rope from your house and tie both the cow and the trough uh, at the same time. Uh, and the Gemara answers to that, Hatam Chevel Hacha Chevel Degarmi. Very similar to what we saw before. Uh, when it is a permanent uh, rope, uh, then you're not allowed to do it. If it's a, um, a normal rope, uh, then you're not allowed to do it. Uh, that one of them might end up being permanent. Uh, if it is something temporary, uh, then you, uh, like a weaver's rope, which is going to be used for something else, then you can do such a thing. I'm Rabbi Yudha, I'm uh, Continuing um, with this uh, type of uh, conversation, uh, it says, Kli kavaye mutar l'tatel v'shabbat. In terms of weaver's tools, uh, can you move them on Shabbat? Um, he, he says, Rabbi Yudha says, that Shmuel said, you can. Mutar l'tatel v'shabbat. V'amenei Rabbi Yudha. Now, once we're talking about that, they asked in front of Rabbi Yudha, koved ha'elion, koved ha'takton. What about this upper beam and the lower 
beam uh, of the of this weaver's loom. Uh, can you move those around? Mahu. Uh, it says in love Rafabia day. Uh, sometimes he said yes, sometimes he said no, uh, and it was weak in his hands, literally. Uh, I, he didn't have an answer, so he gave contradictory answers. Itmar, Amrav Nachman, Amashmul, Kli, Kavai, Mutzal, Tatal, Namba Shabbat. Rav Nachman said that Shmuel said uh, this weaver's tools can be moved on Shabbat. Even the upper beam and the lower beam, uh, the one thing, Aval, Law, Etamudim, but not uh, these posts that are uh, stuck into the ground that uh, act as a support for this uh, the beam uh, the the loom uh, over here and uh, as part of that you not uh, you wouldn't be allowed to do those uh, and now we say amarav rabba lerav nachman marshan amudim delo why can't you uh, take these posts why can't you move them around ilamet avid gumot if you say that they once you take them out the um, you will end up with holes in the ground. Gumot mimela kahavian. Uh, is there such a problem with leaving, pulling something out the ground and leaving a hole in the ground? Uh, did none. Uh, there's no problem uh, because they come there on their own and we learned this in the Mishnah. Uh, one who stores a a turnip or a radish in the ground underneath a, uh, a vine. Uh, it's, the, you, it's not planted there. It is just you've uh, uh, put it in the ground to keep it cool, to keep it fresh. Uh, in the old days when there were no fridges, that's what uh, one would do. Uh, and as long as the earth is uh, moist uh, around it, and it has been, uh, we had this before, where schluff dots where you had uh, stuck it in and pulled it out, so the earth, you're not worried about moving mukta earth. Uh, once it is in that uh, kind of position, in miktat alav, if the leaves alav um, mugulin, uh, if the leaves are exposed uh, for this um, uh, radish, uh, then you can pick it up and pull it out, and you do not have to be worried. Law mishum kilaim, this is not defined as kilaim mixing uh, vegetables near this. Uh, um, vineyard, etc., that would be a prohibition of Kalim if it were actually planted there properly. And you don't have to be worried that this is Shvit because uh, it is not the produce of the seventh year. Uh, this is something that is just lying there. And also, there's no issue of Maser because it is not something that you've just harvested now. Uh, there's no issue of Maser. Uh, it says, and you can even pull it out uh, on Shabbat. Uh, and and clearly, once this thing's in the ground, once you pull it out, there will obviously be a hole, uh, but the hole just comes by itself, and therefore there's no concern uh, with that. Uh, and uh, so, you know, surely that is, uh, uh, you know, why, why wouldn't you be able to pull out these uh, rods uh, of the, or the poles that hold this loom in place, uh, because these holes come uh, there by themselves? Uh, and and, and uh, the answer is, uh, no, in a field uh, where you're assuming that you're pulling this radish out, uh, you're not going to come and fill the holes. But here, where this loom is in the house, it's not like stuck out in a field somewhere, it's in a house somewhere. Uh, uh, what you're going to do, if there's a hole in the floor, uh, the, the natural inclination of a person uh, is so that people don't trip and it looks it doesn't look nice. If you've got these uh, depressions in the floor, uh, you'd fill it up. Uh, so therefore, that's why you wouldn't be allowed to do that on Shabbat. Uh, 
Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yochanan, Os, Rabbi Yehuda, Ba'alevai. He says, Kli, Kavai, Kugon, Koved, Elion, Koved, Zatakton, Ma'aratatalam, Bashabat. And this was actually a question uh, in terms of these weavers' tools, the upper beam and the lower beam, can you carry them on Shabbat? Amalai, Ein Matatalin. You're not allowed to carry them, Ma'atama, Lefish, Ein Nitalin. Uh, he says, because normally they're not usually carried, even during the week, uh, they're not uh, usually carried uh, because they're very heavy and uh, they are really generally considered fixed. Uh, as a result, uh, you're not even allowed to carry them on Shabbat. Okay, moving on to folding. Makaplin etakelim afilu arba v'kamisha pamim. You are allowed to fold uh, garments uh, even uh, four or five times. Uh, you know, folding them up after you've used them uh, four or five times, different creases, uh, etc. Matzin it's a mitot milayle Shabbat le Shabbat, and you can make a bed on a uh, on a Friday night for use on Shabbat day. If you're having a shloff in the afternoon, uh, that that is uh, fine to do that. Aval lo mi Shabbat le Shabbat. You are not allowed to prepare uh, on Shabbat for Motzei uh, Shabbat after Shabbat, and therefore uh, after your shloff, uh, you should not make the bed. All sorts of uh, discussions over here uh, in terms of pre- preparation uh, for Shabbat on after for after Shabbat. You you generally are not allowed to do it, but the question is, um, if it is going to uh, drive you mad, you're a little bit uh, uh, OCD in terms of uh, neatness and tidiness, and therefore this would drive you mad on Shabbat. There might be uh, a, a ability to to do this on Shabbat. Anyway, it's something to ask your local rabbi uh, over here. Okay, um, uh, so Rabbi Shmuel, my Rabbi Shmuel says, Makaplin et akalim, you can. Uh, uh, fold uh, garments. Matzin uh, etamitot miyom kipurim le Shabbat. You can prepare on Yom Kippur for Shabbat. Shabbat is on a higher level uh, than Yom Kippur. Uh, it's more strict uh, than Yom Kippur, and therefore you can prepare from a lower level for a higher level. Kavale Shabbat kravin miyom kipurin, and um, the the sacrifices, the the meat that was sacrificed on Shabbat, that still the parts need to be burned. Uh, you don't burn those on Shabbat. Uh, but you would be able to burn them on Yom Kippur, uh, says Rabbi Shmuel. Uh, but, however, Val law at Yom Kippur in Shabbat. But you can't go uh, the other way around uh, in terms of um, uh, the, the the burning because Yom Kippur, the bits that are left over from Yom Kippur, uh, aren't allowed to be burned on Shabbat. Shabbat is a higher level of sanctity uh, in terms of if Yom Kippur was um, uh, on a, uh, a Friday, for example, uh, and, uh, and now you move into Shabbat, you can't burn that on Shabbat. Uh, turn, you know, as we said, uh, if the you know, uh, Shabbat comes first and then uh, and then is Yom Kippur on the Sunday, uh, then it says you can't uh, you could, sorry, burn those things because one Shabbat's out. It's a, uh, then we move into the lower level of Yom Kippur. Um, and, uh, and that's it. And it's the reason, uh, because uh, yeah, he says you can't do it the other way around because the holiness of Shabbat is greater than the holiness of Yom Kippur. Rabbi Akiva Omer, 
לא שהשבת קרבים ביום הכיפורים ולא שהיום הכיפורים קרבים בשבת. He says, no, you can't do it either way. Uh, they're both uh, defined as very holy day, Shabbat Shabbaton, Yom Kippur is called. So in a sense, uh, it is likened to Shabbat. And as a result, uh, you can't do one to the other on Shabbat. In any case, uh, the way our calendar works, uh, we have the principle of law, Adu Rosh, uh, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah uh, can never fall on a... Um, the first day of uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, cannot fall on a Sunday uh, or a um, uh, Wednesday or a uh, Friday. Aleph, Dalet, Vav, Wednesday, Thursday, um, Sunday, uh, Wednesday and Friday, uh, because that would mean that Yom Kippur, uh, if it fell on the Wednesday, uh, Rosh Hashanah fell on the Wednesday, Yom Kippur would fall on the Friday. Uh, if it fell on the first day Rosh Hashanah was on a Friday, uh, that means Yom Kippur would fall on a Sunday, uh, and uh, we uh, we not we. Don't allow that. So it doesn't never happens uh, in our calendar, but this uh, just in, from a theoretical perspective. Okay, Amri Devar Rabbiana. Now Rabbiana is uh, the the yeshiva said as follows: Lo shanu ela badam echad. We're only talking a person can fold garments um, uh, on Shabbat. It says that that's only one person. Aval b'shtei adam law. When two people fold a garment together, it would seem that they are able to stretch it out uh, very nicely, and it's more prohibited uh, for for two people. You, a single person can uh, um, do it, but a, uh, two people together cannot do it. So this is the opposite of the rule which we've uh, uh, seen up until now, uh, which said that if two people do an action, it is not considered significant. Here, uh, it's considered problematic if two people do it, uh, because they are better at it uh, than just one person. Uh, that's the first qualification. Um, uh, it says... Um, even one person, uh, he can only fold new clothes, uh, which uh, don't get improved really. They look new anyway, and they don't get improved uh, by folding them correctly. If they are old, then he's not allowed to do it, because folding them really prepares them and makes them look even nicer. Uh, and carrying on, even Bechadashim, you can only fold white new clothes, which look very nice and shiny uh, uh, as well. But aval, but soon, once they become um, the, uh, they, once they are coloured and they are older, uh, then you, they they would become. Uh, much improved by this folding, and therefore you wouldn't be allowed to do it. Ram ran ella shein lo lachliv, and. Um, even these white clothes, it says you only allowed to fold them, and you don't have other ones, so you have to put them away very carefully. Aval If you have other clothes, then uh, you don't, uh, you're not allowed to change them. Tana, and we learned a similar uh, idea. Gamliel, uh, uh, And even in Rabban Gamliel, they would they were even uh, you know, more strict. They said even the white garments they wouldn't fold uh, because. Uh, they had ones in which they should change. They could change into on uh, on Shabbat. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, we, we just it's not more strict actually, but it's uh, following that halacha. Okay, Amar Rav Huna. Rav Huna says about that. Im yesh lo lahachliv yachliv. If you uh, if you have uh, new garments which you could change into on Shabbat, you should change uh, into them on Shabbat. In other words, this is talking uh, moving away from the issue of folding and wearing what you should wear on Shabbat. He says if you have clothing extra 
extra set of clothing for Shabbat, you should change it. Vim uh, If you don't, if you're just wearing the the same weekday clothes uh, that you have, shall um, shall uh, Really, what you do is you just kind of uh, loosen them. Uh, these clothes. It would seem that uh, that was a sign of uh, arist- uh, aristocratic type of behavior. Aristocracy um, would do such a thing. Matkif la Rav Safra. Rav Safra says, Vahai, Mithaze, Karamot Ruka. Surely that looks like you're arrogant uh, and, and that therefore shouldn't be done. Uh, no, we say the answer is, Kavandukho Yoma, Lokavid. No, the whole week you don't do such a thing. Vaidna, Hu Kavid. And you're only doing it now. Uh, it's clear to everyone, Law, Mithaze, Karamot Ruka. It does not look like you're being arrogant in the sense you are just uh, changing and making yourself. Uh, you know, better for Shabbat. It looks uh, covered Shabbat. Once we are talking about this, uh, um, we we get uh, we have an, a discussion about uh, in the uh, chapter fifty-eight in Isaiah, uh, which is a very famous chapter where it talks about uh, keeping Shabbat, honoring Shabbat, uh, honoring Shabbat. Um, and the things you can do, uh, and then the beginning part, not quoted here, it says if you keep your feet uh, from uh, breaking and pro- from pursuing your days, your affairs, sorry, uh, on my holy day, and you call Shabbat a delight, you call it, you know, Shabbat onig, uh, and you, you treat it with honor, uh, the Lord's holy day honorable, and now it says, and you honor it by not doing your own ways. Uh, your weekday clothing uh, should be different uh, from your Shabbos clothing. Uh, what Rabbi, this uh, works out because Rabbi Yochanan would call uh, the, the clothing that he wore uh, the things that honor me. Okay, that's, uh, that's what he says. His clothing is called his honor because uh, it gives him, uh, if he was, uh, you know, being this, this great rabbi, he would wear appropriate clothing. Uh, from doing your way, even your walking, uh, you're walking on Shabbat, you should uh, walk differently uh, on Shabbat than you do during the week. Uh, from doing your uh, uh, your your normal ways, your normal uh, affairs. Uh, it says, Your ways are forbidden. But uh, if you're doing things for the sake of heaven, uh, for mitzvot uh, and and things like that, uh, is allowed. For in speaking uh, words, uh, it says, Your speaking on Shabbat should not be like uh, speaking during the week. In other words, things like business, which you talk about during the week, obviously are forbidden, forbidden on Shabbat. Uh, the Gemara comments on that, though. Uh, speaking about it is uh, not allowed. However, thinking about it uh, is allowed. We can understand uh, we, all of these things. Uh, what exactly are we talking? Your walking on Shabbat uh, should not be different than your should be different than your weekday walking. What does that mean? Uh, 
Rabbi Abba Amaravuna. So ever it said, uh, he said the following: Hayamaleich b'Shabbat uvegab amatamaim. It says if you are you're walking on the way and you find yourself at a um, a stream on Shabbat. Uh, if you could uh, pick up your leg and put it uh, uh, down on the other side uh, before your, uh, your back leg comes out. In other words, just stretch over and walk that way. Uh, it says, um, if you can do it that way, mutar, uh, then you can cross uh, the stream. Uh, if you can't do such a thing, uh, then you shouldn't jump over it. Jumping uh, is not allowed on Shabbat, according to this uh, understanding. Matkif lay Rava. Rava says, hold on one sec. Uh, that, that, that's not logical. Haki lavid. So exactly what should he be doing now? Lakaf, uh, should he, uh, you know, ha, ha, you know what, what should he do uh, to, to get over the stream? It says, Lakaf kamavashi behilucha lavid zimnin mit vasrin manemaya. Uh, so he says, on the one hand, you're, you're in trouble. It says, uh, if you, you know, it, it says, Lakev, if you go around, uh, then you're adding on to your walking. Uh, he says, that's, that's not good. So you have to exert yourself by walking further. Uh, if you go straight through, then your clothes are going to get full of water. And then uh, that would be problematic because uh, you're walking in these dripping clothes, uh, you might come to squeeze out the water on the clothes. So whichever way you do it, uh, according to this, if you go around, you're walking much longer. And if you walk through, uh, then you could come to squeeze the clothes. Ella, Baha'i, Kavan, Delor, Efshar, Shapidami. Therefore, you've got no choice. Uh, the best way to do it is to jump over, and therefore you can. Ella, Debarimine, Rav, Rebi, Meravi Yishmael, Rebi Yossi. And therefore, what you know, it must be that uh, you know, even though you're jumping, i.e., taking these large steps, uh, it would be permitted to do that. And this is what uh, Rabbi Huda Nasi said in front of Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi. Uh, he asked him, Ma Can you take these big steps on Shabbat? Uh, oh, you're allowed to take uh, long uh, steps on Shabbat. He says, but, you know, even, even during the week, uh, it is not allowed. Uh, uh, you know, a large step takes away one five hundredth uh, of a person's eyesight. That, uh, that that's what we uh, have over there, and uh, really, oftentimes we uh, uh, walking. Um, uh, you know, we we in such a hurry, and we we think our steps are so good, so that you know takes away your eyesight. You're running around uh, so much uh, during the week, uh, you kind of lose track of things, and. Um, and therefore, uh, it says, uh, And then uh, on, on Shabbat, uh, the night of Shabbat, uh, then uh, it's your eyesight gets given back to you. So also the understanding is that you just kind of stop uh, on Shabbat and then you, you uh, restores your eyesight to give you a proper perspective on the week. Uh, a more Kabbalistic uh, intention, uh, I mean, understanding of this, um, uh, heard from... Rav Rosner, in terms of, I've forgotten who he quoted it uh, in the name of, 
But uh, he says uh, in, in the first paragraph, Vayachulu uh, Hashemayim, there are 35 words, and then after the bracha, there are 35 words. I think uh, if you go ahead and count it, uh, that's not quite, I think it's probably more than 35 words, but according to the, that particular version uh, that uh, this person was discussing, there'd be 35 uh, words uh, in terms of that. And uh, when you drink the wine, a yain uh, together is uh, uh, 70. So really what happens is the yain of Kiddush, the, 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 the 70, splits into the two ions. Ion is, uh, is uh, your eye, uh, and also iron works out to be 70. So uh, yain and iron, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the wine splits into the two eyes uh, as well. Okay, so that um, is that uh, understanding of why on, on Shabbat it is better. Uh, I mean, it restores your eyesight. Okay. Bye, we know Rabbi Merav Yishmael. Rabbi asked uh, Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yossi, Tana Rabbi Yossi, Ma'alechol, Adama Bashabat. Can you eat earth on Shabbat? Uh, obviously, there's some medicinal purposes uh, for, for this earth. That's what he thought. Uh, would you be allowed to eat such an earth? Amalei, Chibachol, Mi Hutra, are you allowed to even do such a thing during the week? Shayan Yomar, Avachol, Asa, even during the week, it is forbidden. Mibnashu, Malke. Uh, you, you know, it's it's uh, it's very it would uh, harm you uh, over there. It's uh, it's very bad for your body. Ama Rebi Ami Kola Achal Ma'afra Shel Bavel. If you eat the earth of Bavel, Ke'ilu Achal Basar Avotav. It's as though that you eat uh, the flesh of your fathers uh, over there. V'yeshom Rim. Another version. Ke'ilu Achal Shkatsim Ramasim. It's if you eat uh, creepy crawlies and, uh, and and things like that. Um, uh, etc. What happens is uh, that uh, the concept is is that uh, Bavel, because it's such a low lying land, uh, got uh, all the the corpses and uh, of of the animals uh, on uh, uh, during the flood, uh, and therefore um, you should you be eating you know these dead animals. Uh, and that's it. So, and there's the the supports the following uh, statement. Amrash Lakish Lama Nikrash Ma Shinar. Another name for Bavel is called Shinar. Uh, why is it called that? You call Mata Bavel Ninaru Lasham. Ninaru Lasham is like Shinar. Okay, uh, that were deposited there. All right, Amrav Yochanan, Lama Nikra Shma Mitsula. Why was uh, Bavel called Mitsula? Literally, the depths. Shakur Mata Bavel Nits. Nitzalalu l'sham, because they all died, they all sank uh, down into Bavel. Uh, is it really so that uh, you eat this shkatim uh, ramasim? It says there, v'havade itmachu itmachu. Right? Surely they have decomposed over time, and they, they, there's nothing that you are really eating. Literally, it's just become dirt now. It's, it's uh, fertilized, or whatever the case is, and it's you're just like eating normal dirt which might be disgusting, but uh, you're not allowed to, um, it's not scratching or amassing. Amru, Kavan, Damalki, Gazru, Bay Rabbanan. Really, uh, because it is bad for you, the rabbis decreed against it. Tahadu Gavra, uh, was this one person, Dachal, Girgishta, uh, he ate, uh, he had this, uh, this soil, uh, obviously for, uh, he thought it would make him better. Vachal, Tachale, and then he ate this cress as well. Vachadachu, Lay, Tachale, Belibay, Vamit, and this, 
this, uh, this it says Chris uh, went into his heart and he died. It would seem that uh, we're probably here talking about it caused some kind of internal blockage. You can't uh, grow plants inside of you, uh, even you know it, it's uh, even if you uh, worried that uh, you can uh, you know eating vegetables you don't want to eat your vegetables because you think they might grow inside of you, but that uh, is not true. All right, once we're talking about clothing, uh, we kind of digress a little bit uh, and we bring some agarata on uh, Ruth and Naomi. And Boaz, Rachat Vasakta Vasamta Simlataich, right? Uh, when it talks about uh, Naomi talking to Ruth, it says uh, you should uh, bathe. Uh, she tells her, this is in the, the third chapter of uh, Ruth, where it says that uh, she has to bathe and anoint herself uh, and put on your 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 robes, similar uh, techa, that and then go down to the threshing floor. Amar Rebbeliezer, uh, he says, shel Shabbat. She told her to wear proper Shabbos clothes, uh, you know, so to make herself look very nice. Vatein od. You give to a chacham, uh, give to a wise person who becomes even cleverer. Amar Rebbeliezer. Zurut Hamuavia. This is talking about Rut from uh, from originally from Moab, Ushmuel Haramati, and also talking about Shmuel, uh, the prophet. What of Ra- Ramat Ramat uh, Rama? Okay, uh, what is the story? Rut Dilu Naomi Karatala. What did Naomi say to Rut at the time? Rachat of Sakta Vasamta Simlotecha Alayach Viradatah Gorin. Uh, you bathe, anoint yourself, put on your robes, and go down to the threshing floor. Uh, that's what she instructed her to do. However, but what did she do when she followed the instruction? Uh, she went down to the threshing floor first. Uh, and then only afterwards she did everything over there. She anointed herself at the threshing floor and not uh, beforehand, because otherwise, uh, Rashi brings, she, people would have thought that she is a zona, uh, walking along in all this like uh, fancy clothing, uh, all perfumed up, etc. So she did not another way around uh, as to because she was so clever. Shmuel, what's the story with Shmuel? Adelu Eli Kamarle. Shmuel was hearing voices at night. Hashem was calling him, uh, and he thought uh, Eli was calling him. Uh, and meanwhile, he goes and tells Eli the dream uh, that he hears. Surely you were calling me, he says. And 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 Eli uh, says, listen. Next time it happens, uh, answer Hashem. Vaya im yikra vamati Hashem ki avdecha. So Eli tells him, sleep, go lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, uh, Hashem, because your servant is listening. But when it actually happened the next time, Hashem came and stood there. Uh, and it says, he called like he did again, Shmuel, Shmuel, a double expression of, uh, of his name. Speak, because your servant is listening. He doesn't didn't use Hashem's name unnecessarily in case it was something else uh, for whatever reason that was somehow calling him. So he was very clever and he didn't uh, use uh, his uh, Hashem's name in vain. Possibly in vain. Okay, uh, carrying on with a little bit more of uh, of the root story. 
Lutella Cape, I said, hey, Ruth went and uh, she, she came and she collected in the field. So, you know, Vitalik uh, Vitavor seems to be repetitious. She went and she came. Rabbi Lazar, Shalcha, Vata, Vacha, Vata. She went backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Ad Shitimsa, Benadam, Hamurganim, Lelech. She found uh, the right people. She went backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards uh, to find. Uh, she, she was going back and forwards. Why? In order to find suitable people uh, to walk with. Uh, the lake in my hand to, to walk with her. all the other people she didn't uh, like or didn't trust or whatever the case might be Boaz says to the young people who are standing over the harvesters uh, who does to, to whom does this uh, young woman belong Okay, that's what he. That, that's that's the question that he asks. Vicky Darko Shabuas Lishol Benara. You know what? We quite surprised by this. Did uh, boys uh, look at all these young women and ask about them? He says, uh, uh, He saw that she was clever. Uh, she saw in her this cleverness. Uh, she collected uh, two stalks and she didn't collect three stalks. Uh, and, uh, and that was really following... The issue of Beit Hillel, Beit Hillel says that uh, two stalks is fine to collect. Uh, Beit Shammai says uh, three stalks uh, is fine to collect. She was following Beit Hillel even before Beit Hillel uh, had been officially recognized as a halacha to, to go like. And uh, he saw that uh, she was uh, you know, following those types of things. But Nitin Tana, uh, another brighter, said uh, he saw Devout Tznuot, Rabbi, he saw uh, over there, she saw she was very Tznua. Omeret Mu'mad, Nofelet Mu'sha. Uh, when uh, when she was standing, she stand and co- stood and collect um, those, those the stalks. And when the when the, when they fell, uh, she sat down uh, first and then picked them up. She didn't like kind of lean over uh, and uh, and expose herself in any way. Then he says, Boaz says to her, no, stay here in my field and don't go and uh, stay here with my Narotai, with my uh, with my young uh, maidens over here. Uh, what is he talking about? It's a tidbakin, uh, cleave literally means to my maidens. So, you know, it's not a, a particularly... Um, uh, Tanua way of talking, uh, not not particularly modest for him to do. Ahmed Rabbi Eliezer, no, he was just mimicking. Kavandhu Tishak Orpa Lakamota Varut Dafkaba. He knew that uh, that, uh, that he was paraphrasing uh, the phrase that uh, Ruth clung to her mother. Orpa just kissed an Omi, and Ruth clung to her. So he was just kind of using that that same word uh, in order to. Um, um, uh, to to say that uh, you know dafka and dafka uh, cleaving and cleaving and that's why I talked in that way. Dafka amar shari it bukva. So it's, he says it's uh, you know you're allowed to to cling uh, to this uh, woman. So that's why he paid her so much attention. Okay, uh, continuing uh, with the with the story um, uh, of Ruth, uh, some more psukim from uh, the book. Viyom la boaz la'it ha'ochel geshi halom. Come when it was time to eat. He says, "Come here." Halom is uh, is a very kind of strange word uh, for for come here. It means here, uh, but you could have said sham or you know poor or whatever the case is. Go there, go here. Ama. Uh, 
Rebbe Liezer. So Rebbe Liezer comments about this. Rebbe is Ramazla. He gave her a hint. Uh, the, the, the kingdom of, uh, the, the, of, of David, uh, who eventually will lead to Mashiach, uh, is going to come from you. How so? Uh, it's addictive. Ba halom. That word halom is also used when the kingship of King David Shinamar. David came and uh, in front of Hashem and he sat in front of Hashem Vyomemi Anochi Adonai Hashem Elokim Mi Beiti Ki Havitani Ad Halom Who am I that, uh, and who is my family that you brought me here and he uses the word Halom which so uh, in other words the fact that Boaz called Halom uh, means that, uh, uh, the, that David uh, he was hinting that David would also use that same word many years later when he became the king. Tavalta Pitcha Bechometz, another uh, Pasuk from uh, Rut, uh, says, drip your bed in vinegar. Um, Rabbi Lazar, uh, Rabbi Lazar expounds this verse, Mikan Shechometz Yafeh Lesrav. He says, vinegar is good to have in hot weather. It kind of cools you down. However, Rabbi Shmuel Ba'nachmani Amar, Remez Ramala, another hint uh, about what's going to happen in future. I did, Ba'in Latzeit Mimcha, Shema Sav, Kashin Kokometz. There will be a child, unfortunately, coming out of you, uh, whose, whose deeds will be as harsh as vinegar. Uh, and uh, it says Manu Manashe. Who is that? Uh, that is King Manashe. Uh, this was uh, we had in Brachot. Uh, King Hiskia was about to die, and uh, and, Eli- and 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 Isaiah comes to him and says, uh, "You're going to die." He says, "I refuse to believe that." And the reason that he was going to die because he never had children. So he says, "But I can see my children are going to be very wicked." Isaiah says, "Listen, you do what you have to do, and let Hashem look after what He has to do." Uh, he says, "Well, maybe your daughter, uh, um, and you know, if you give me your daughter." in marriage maybe that will work unfortunately it didn't uh, and Manasseh one of the most wicked kings uh, came out of that union Manasseh and it ended up killing Isaiah actually uh, as, as that was one of the least things that he did he, inter- he was a terribly destructive uh, king okay so uh, that that's the symbol of the vinegar Another verse, Vatashev Mitsada, Kutsrin, she sat on the side of the Kutsrin. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar's Darshaning again, Mitsada Ha Kutsrin, on the side of the Kutsrin, Bilobatoka Kutsrin, not in the middle of the harvesters, Remez Ramala, a hint to Shatina Malkut Bay David, Shinit Chalek. There will be ones on the different sides of things, there'll be different sides, there'll be different uh, uh, tribes. Uh, the kingdom of David will be split uh, in the future and they, they'll, they'll be on the side of things. There'll be the northern kingdom, there'll be the southern kingdom, which happened uh, with David's grandsons, uh, grandson, um, Shlomo's son. Okay, uh, the uh, uh, the last bit that we'll deal with over here, uh, it says, Viet bat, yet bat, la kuli v'tochal. Uh, it says that uh, she gave her roasted grain and she ate. I'm Rabbi Lazar v'tochal David. She ate uh, at, at the time of of David, uh, grandchild or great grandchild. Shlomo, and then she was full. And the days of Shlomo, it got even better. In Shlomo v'tohar v'mei and she left some over in the days of Chizkia. That's uh, that's the, the the full pasuk. Uh, it says she ate and then uh, uh, she. 
she was she was full, and then she left some over. So we 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 say those represent three different times. Uh, she ate times of David, and then she was satisfied. Shlomo, and then in future, uh, even with Keskia, uh, that's uh, that's when she left some over. That's one understanding. Um, uh, it says Vatohar Bimai Rebi. She was she was full in. Uh, he could Amri, sorry, uh, Tokal, we made David, we Shlomo, I missed out a line there. Uh, if, it, it says she ate, uh, that was the time of David and Shlomo, uh, and we made a she was full at the times of Chizkiah, but Tohar, and she left some over, Bene Rebbe, uh, left her, she was really um, over, that was in the days of Rebbe. Rebbe was also very rich. And uh, we had the discussion yesterday, I think it was in terms of Antoninus, yeah, it was yesterday, uh, in terms of Antoninus coming to visit him, and uh, the, um, that he was, uh, that always had vegetables on their tables, and uh, he was very rich. Amamar, uh, as, uh, as, as Rebbe uh, says uh, about that, uh, I mean, as Mar says about that, Rade de Rebbe have a... Atir Mishvurumalka, uh, Rebbe's housekeeper, uh, was even richer than Shavumalka, which was the king of Persia at the time. But uh, there's another interpretation of this in the Brata. Vtuchal Balamazeh, she ate in this world. Vtisbah Lemotamashiach, she was full in Lemotamashiach. Vtuchar Latid Lavo, and she left some over uh, that was talking about. Uh, uh, you know, beyond that, in Latid uh, Lavo, in the times, even beyond, in Olam really, uh, and that's it, even beyond the times of Mashiach. Okay, we will leave it there uh, for the day, uh, and Yisrat uh, continue uh, with more uh, things about uh, preparations on Shabbat and honoring Shabbat, uh, and uh, uh, things like that. Uh, tomorrow, uh, everyone should have a great day. We'll finish the Perik tomorrow, Yisrat Hashem. Everyone should have a great day.